Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Monday, September 10. Don't you love Mondays? I, I do. do. I Welcome do. to Daily yeah. Walk. I actually do like Monday. I like the start of a new week. And I am Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Jafet de Oliveira. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, although I thought the week started yesterday, but yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> no, everybody, everybody dreads Mondays. You know, Garfield, oh, yeah. I hate Mondays. Uh, There's the great song, The Boomtown Rats, I Don't Like Mondays. Oh, yeah. Something like that, yeah. See, I'm horrible with lyrics, oh, but uh, I'll, learn, I'll learn in time. Well, look, let's pray and uh, let's dive into today. Heavenly Father, just again, Lord, it's beautiful to be able to call in your name, always beautiful to be able to hear your voice speaking into our lives. And God, this morning in our moment, as we reflect on your glory, as we reflect on this text, on the hope that God, you are calling us to, we ask God for uh, for this uh, beauty to be apparent to us, apparent to our community, apparent to those around us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Romans eight eighteen through 30. Today, it's the New Living Translation. Yeah. Subtitle, The Future Glory. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to His purpose for them. For God knew His people in advance, and He chose them to become like His Son, so that His Son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters." And so having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having called them, he gave them right standing with himself. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory. All right. All right. Okay. So here's our question for today um, on September 10, Monday. Uh, What has brought you through times of deep loss and grief? And how can those experiences help you be an aid to another person facing similar circumstances? It's good, uh, good questions. What has brought you through uh, times of deep loss and grief, and how can experiences help you be an aid to another person in similar circumstances? Oh, you're looking at me like I'm going to answer that question. Oh. <laughs> and, and you're looking at me like you're not going to say anything till I've spoken. <laughs> yes, you have to speak first. You oh, have everything that you can possibly say. This cannot say. work this way. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just, no. well, in a way, I, I'm stumped you, by the question. I think, well, 
I think that the, you know, deep loss and grief, you know, immediately when I think of that, I'm, I think of my very first um, funeral that you were with me um, for my grandfather. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. I think I, mean, I had arrived just, one day before. Uh-huh. Like, I moved to England and went to your grandfather's funeral the yeah. next day. Yeah. I never even met the man. Yeah. And I, so, and I, I met all your family, your yeah. extended family, at the funeral. Yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that's, that's, been a that's while. immediate because that was a very... Um, it was a very difficult, uh, difficult service, a difficult, uh, difficult loss, and uh, good guy. So there are things like that. I think that are uh, that I that I remember family. I remember people being around. I remember you know the contact of love of community that actually pulls you through that. And and I I wish for everybody that whoever's going through difficulty um, that they don't do it alone. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I mean, I don't I don't know that you get through deep loss and grief. I mean, I have things I think I'm still grieving Mm -hmm. the loss of. Um, And I'm not convinced that, I mean, the standard question is is supposed to be that prayer and Bible study helps you. I'm not entirely sure. Well, it depends depends how people people pitch the prayer and Bible study. I think prayer and Bible study help if it's to actually allow you the space yeah, I think, I mean, time yeah. definitely helps people with things. Um, I know someone who I, uh, who I really admire, and uh, they said, you know, they lost uh, their partner and, uh, and love, love their partner dearly. And for them, there are moments, you know, like Thanksgiving and Christmas that are deeply difficult for them. Oh, you yeah. Know? Uh, and, and it's difficult because nobody else realizes well, that you're alone. That you, or they're that you're, alone, right? Yeah. And they, in fact, don't like to be around anyone. Because they want to be with because, their family yeah, or their and I'm, loved and, ones. And when they shared that with me, I was like, oh, man, that just, it, 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 it placed me in, a, in another perspective, another world to understand what they were going through. And I just felt this immense... I just felt this immense, like, if there was a way I could embrace them somehow, if there's a way that I could actually hold them through this kind of process and, and say, hey, look, you know, they could uh, they could belong to still. And I, and yet they need it. They need it. And so they need to know that they're loved and recognized. And I think that's the key as well. To be remembered uh, is important. Yeah, and I think also just to let people, mm-hmm. to not be fearful of other people's emotions, let yeah, people have yeah. their emotions and be the person that they can express things to. I was telling you, I mean, this isn't really a deep loss and grief type thing, but at grad school there was a girl in class and I could see that she'd been crying. And it turned out she'd, you know, had a fender bender with another car. But for Mm -hmm. her, this meant her insurance was going to go up. Her parents were going to be disappointed in her. You know, it kind of unleashed this whole spiral of of feeling like, my goodness, my life is out of control. I'm a failure. All these, I totally know how that goes. Mm. So I talked to her about it. Like I didn't ignore the fact that I could see that she was had been crying, and I think that was helpful to her to actually talk about it yeah, for I, a minute. Because yeah. you know, I told her I totally understand. I said, "Why don't you think about all the things that you're doing right? You know, there are actually things in your life that are going well. You're doing well in this class. You're doing well. You know, so okay, you did this. This yeah. wasn't great, but it's not the thing that defines everything about you. So I think you can always try to remind people." You know, this isn't maybe a great example because the deep loss and grief, but I think even the things that mess with us about our identity can cause, I sensed in her grief about something to do with who she is, that there's some kind of a um, 
feeling of not being mm-hmm. accepted or something that prompted that severe reaction to a fairly minor infraction, you know? Don't you, don't you think that's actually probably the most important thing we can do is simply recognize people? Yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, I think we don't do I enough think of that. I it's an easy thing to do. Yeah, uh, it is an easy thing to do, and yet it takes it takes intentionality to to look at people. Yeah, you have to do it. Yeah, you have to look at people. You have to see it, and you have to do something with it. You have mm-hmm. to just, and you don't have to like fix them. But or, it's sort of or, like I kind of think if I'm going through life anyway, like if I'm sitting here in this room for three hours, yeah, I might as well notice the people around me as mm. not, you know, because for one thing, it makes it more interesting being in that room. But it also makes me feel more useful, like not that I'm poking around at everybody's business constantly in class or anything, but I just feel like if you're in a place, you might as well be there, like inhabit it. Yeah. I think I think also that if you've gone through experiences where you've seen other people or felt other people help you, you're able to help others with that. Yeah, that's true. That's always true. Like and the, the more that I've experienced like help in my life, the more I've seen, you know, like we talked about yesterday, you know, gifts or things that people have done, we get to give gifts to other people. And it's, it's beautiful to be able to see, you know, the the kind of like the journey of both well, those and things. I mean, there's, there. there's the thing of who you are symbolically too, mm-hmm. because being the age that I am, I think I stand as almost a proxy for her mom or her parents. So getting acceptance or a positive word out of me almost is the same thing as getting it out of a parent, if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah. So sometimes you can recognize that, that you serve a role as a parent or a grandparent or a auntie or uncle or whatever. I like the term term proxy. Yeah. And I actually think that that's actually maybe what we're called to be sometimes is to be a proxy brother or disciple or, or friend or... And, and not feel the need to, to complete anything other than to be there in that moment. Yeah. So, all right. Well, look, think about this, my friends, then, uh, today. Uh, what has brought you through times of deep loss and grief? And uh, how can those experiences help you be an aid to another person facing similar circumstances? Uh, if you have done that, uh, and if you haven't, then speak to somebody you have so, you can, so that you can actually learn as well. Um, do that, look after each other, live love, and we will connect tomorrow. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.